All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, altplayground.net is holding some meet and greets. Chances for you to get out there and connect with other sex positive people. And keep in mind, Alt Playground is not just a bunch of swingers. It really is for anyone that is sexually open and adventurous. So whether you are poly, you're a hot wife couple, you're a cuckold couple, whatever the case may be, you are going to be able to connect with like-minded people at Alt Playground's meet and greets. So if you go to altplayground.net, check out their announcements section. You are going to see them for yourself, and they are filling up really freaking fast. People are excited to go to these things, probably because they're in very cool locations like breweries and wineries and clubs and all sorts of cool places. So you want to get over there quick, head on over to altplayground.net today. Check it out for yourself. And of course, we would love for you to come say hello to us in our community called Front Porch Swingers. We'll see you there. So we have had a very fun week this week. <laughs> had an interesting morning already. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want to explain? We got a, <laughs> we got a late start and uh, it's, I don't know, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. That's when everybody kind of comes alive here at the nude RV resort. And there's a guy who's running around and he's just fucking killing me. He's got to be 75. <laughs> he's shirt cocking it. He's jogging. He's got a fanny pack and a, and a like a neon hat. It's just fucking hilarious to watch. And he doesn't give a fuck. And it is pure entertainment this morning. Yeah, he's just making laps. It's just fucking killing me. <laughs> It's, you know, drinking your coffee and just watching the entertainment. It's some good stuff. Yeah, why not? Some people like dinner and a show. We like coffee and cock bouncing around, I guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) It is so fucking funny. I applaud that guy. I applaud a lot of the people around here because I hope to one day be 75 and not give a fuck that, like, my tits are bouncing all over the place, be confident enough to just have them out. You know, I mean, obviously not just anywhere, but when you're in an environment where it's acceptable, why the fuck not? Well, we're already doing it now. You're doing it right now. I mean, not right this minute. You're not doing it, but you went out this morning, walked a dog with no pants on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also not 75 years old. I'm saying like when, you know, I got the saggy booty going on and the saggy titties. Not that every 75 year old does. We've seen some very hot 75 year olds. Yeah, there's one here with a pretty intense boob job. Very nice. <laughs> I'm just saying like eventually there's going to come a point where, you know, my body doesn't look the way it does now. And if I have the confidence to just fucking jog naked why the fuck not i mean i i would love to be at that point in my life yeah well i, I wouldn't do it so good for him i mean there's no fucking way <laughs> i don't i can't find a, any reason for me to do that it cannot be comfortable i cannot imagine that oh yeah just shit bouncing everywhere i don't think so yeah i know well imagine even my tits right now if i didn't have a sports bra on and i was running who no thank you yeah the ladies here do the same so we see them jogging all the time power walking naked and yeah it's it's a thing i do have a romper i've been wearing that doesn't have i don't wear a bra with it 
Or panties. Or panties. But I've gotten quite a bit of attention in that romper. I guess the nipples are out and loud and proud. Well, you you basically broke up a marriage at the grocery store with it. I totally did. So I was wearing this romper. It's really tight on my tits. So I don't really need a bra with it. It holds everything in really well. And it also, my booty looks very nice in it, I must say. If I'm going to toot my own horn for a moment. Yeah, it's, it's very def- form-fitting. It's definitely my favorite outfit for showing off the booty. But I was at the grocery store and I was walking by this couple and the guy was just so blatantly staring at my tits in this romper it was to the point where he was coming around me and turning his head back to look at my tits and i noticed it but i didn't know if his spouse that was walking with him noticed it uh of course she did because eventually she slapped him on the chest and goes stop staring at her boobs (laughs) i was like oh god and she said it with such venom in her voice like she was legit pissed off yeah well she's either on her way to the store to find such a romper or a divorce attorney one or the other (laughs) i did not get the sense that she was fun enough for said romper no it's a fun romper there's no doubt we originally got it for like a 70s party yeah absolutely it was like 12 dollars too it was the best fucking buy ever yeah best 12 bucks ever spent and i wear that thing constantly when i'm not naked because now we are naked a shit ton and that's also weird for me because i am up to this point i have not been the nudist type in fact i've been very weird about being naked as we've talked about on the show before even just having my pussy out before just weirded me out i didn't like the idea of things kind of flopping around not that i'm jogging naked but you know i was weird about it well now it's just going to be weird to not be naked exactly i walked the dog with no pants on this morning and did not think anything of it didn't even cross my mind yeah so i don't know what we're gonna do when we go back to normative life where like pants are a requirement i think it's gonna be tough for a bit but it's (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be easy that's for sure real life is weird even now just when we go out to dinner go to the bar whatever putting shit on i mean i never wear panties i rarely wear a bra anymore it's just i don't know yeah i'm like wow these clothes are really uncomfortable We did happily put clothes on this week to hang out with lifestyle friends, people that we have hung out with in the past. They are lovely people. And it was actually her birthday. They invited us out to dinner to celebrate with her. And it was a blast. We got to listen to some live music and have a nice dinner. And then quickly clothes came off again (laughs) because, you know, things got a little naughty that night. Yeah, we weren't dressed for very long again, which seems to be a theme, but well worth it. We're not going to give too much away, but it was super fucking hot. I absolutely stepped out of my comfort zone for sure. And uh, I cannot be happier about it. Yeah, I was really proud of you. And I, I think that us both doing that really turned into an exceptional evening. So we'll oh, share did. some details of that at a later time. Just fucking sexy, normal people. And they were, I, I loved being around them, period. Well, they're a loving couple, which we talk about all the time. Being around couples much like ourselves who enjoy one another's company, who sit next to each other, who hold each other's hands, who you know are affectionate with one another. Those are the kind of people we absolutely really want to engage with. And I think that's the people we're most comfortable being around. Yeah. Let's well, just we, be ourselves. We've said it multiple times. If your spouse doesn't like you, why the fuck should I like you? you yeah, know? I am. Yeah, I don't want to fuck you if they don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't even make sense. And that, I think, is a, a huge part of why I was so quickly able to be comfortable in a situation that I would normally not find myself comfortable in. In fact, I think at one point we even said or I mentioned to the 
male portion of that couple, that the only other time I really engaged the way that we did was with our friends, like our friends back home. Right. People that we've known for years and have yeah. spent a lot of time with. Yeah. Yes. And so for me, that's that's kind of a big fucking deal. I don't, I don't do that very often. And it lends itself to how the entire evening progressed, like being around them, having fun, having a drink, having a really nice dinner, celebrating something that was really important to them, watching them interact with one another in a way that, you know, is comfortable for us. And then, of course, getting naked and having a fucking amazing time. It was just that that's just what works. Yeah. So it was a good evening. It definitely sparked us in a lot of ways. And I guess got me excited to go down some different roads. And I mean, not that uh, playing with a couple is a different road for us. But it's just a reminder of why we're doing what we're doing and try to communicate the way that we are. And it was great. Well, it's interactions like that and, and, and couple dates like that make me want to continue trying to meet couples they don't make it fucking easy but <laughs> sometimes yeah there's an, few and far between are like our friends and it's a struggle no doubt about it but it gives you that extra oomph you know it's like okay this is possible i mean these people exist you know yeah again there's not a lot of them and you got to go through a whole lot of folks to find the ones you're looking for. But when you do find them, it's absolutely worth it. Well, how many of our listeners have told us that us talking about Clint and how awesome he has been, my long-term single guy play partner from back in Montana, have given them hope to keep looking. Like, we want to find our Clint. Same type of thing. There are people out there that will mesh with you and make you feel amazing. And this night was a reminder of that. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's a challenge, definitely a journey. But when you get to, you know, you find what you're looking for and find what makes you really comfortable and happy in that situation yeah totally worth it that night certainly was it was uh, i don't regret any of that that was fucking amazing yeah so we had that experience and then followed it up a couple days later with pride in tampa yeah it was a good good experience it was amazing i actually this isn't going to surprise anyone especially you because i cry a lot <laughs> yeah I'm aware. You you say I cried too much. I think I cried just the right amount. The which right is amount for what? Constantly. The right amount for what? For being constantly crying. Con crying yes. is like so cathartic and amazing. It makes you feel so good afterwards. You cry watching movies or TV shows that you've already seen. You know full <laughs> well what's going to happen. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't have the feels for it. I guess. I, I don't get it, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. With the pride marching band kind of opened up ceremonies during pride it was really really impressive it's the kind of thing that gives you chills but of course naturally the minute they started playing you started crying well there it's powerful i mean there's all of these people you know some of them have ally shirts on so they clearly have lgbtq loved ones that they're supporting and then others are lgbtq members themselves and they're all together playing this amazing music and then the opening ceremony happens and they're talking about why pride is so important to this community and the passion and love oh god i just i got in my feels big time well, the thing I appreciated most about being in uh, Tampa during this event was how it seemingly all of the restaurants, the bars, the shops all got behind this thing. Yeah, there I mean, was an immense amount of support. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the atmosphere, it was electric. And to me, Tampa Pride was a reminder of, of why we got on the road to begin with, because although there is a great LGBTQ community in Montana, it's just not the same. It's not, you know, huge and amazing like it is here in Tampa. And so that was just, it was cool to see. It was cool to experience and something that I wouldn't have gotten to experience at home. No, no doubt about it. And shout out to uh, Hot Wax coffee shop 
amazing coffee and a very fucking cool place. Yeah. Great art on the walls. Uh, just kind of this eclectic, cool spot. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I like that area. We need to go back. Uh, I agree. You know, that Ybor City area, we haven't really spent a lot of time there, but I, I want to go back and kind of check it all out. It had very sexy vibes. There's all these clubs down there. Some of them are, are like gay clubs and other ones are just very cool, eclectic clubs. But it gave me a very sexy vibe. Like I totally wanted to just make out with someone while we were down there. <laughs> yeah, well, that wouldn't surprise me any more than you crying does. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, very, very cool. I'm looking forward to going back for sure. And we're going to go to St. Petersburg for Pride there next month. Yeah, it's supposed to be huge there. It's yeah. it's one of the larger ones in the entire state of Florida. And we actually have a friend that lives there that said she'd love to come with us. We spent some time with her in Tarpon Springs this week, yeah. a single lady in the lifestyle. And she is absolutely delightful. We had so much fun speaking with her again. We met her once previously in Vegas during ADN, yeah. right before COVID hit, which was great. But yeah, we got the chance to reconnect with her and hopefully she'll join us for one of the Pride celebrations and it'll just be a whole new experience. Yeah, for sure. She's going to join us for sure in October at Podbash. Looking forward to that. So just getting a chance to see some folks that we haven't seen in a long time has been really nice. Yeah. Good reconnection. Absolutely. I dig it. So I feel the need to talk about something today that we've talked about a lot, but I'm going to come at it from a little bit different angle with the single guy tip of the week. Okay? okay. So I have been, I was corresponding with this guy and he was very cool and we really seemed to connect. He seemed to be very thoughtful and eloquent in the way that he was speaking to me. And I brought up the condom conversation because I always do when I'm talking to anyone new. And it was kind of a shocking response. He said that because he doesn't have sex that often, he doesn't play around that often, as he put it, he doesn't use condoms. And, you know, I think that there are a lot of people out there. This was not shocking to me for that reason. It was more so, you know, someone who is eloquent and thoughtful and also doesn't use condoms. I don't know. It just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Well, the idea that you don't use condoms because you don't play that often is tantamount to Russian roulette. There's only one bullet in the gun. Right. I mean, what are the chances, right? So, yeah, I don't get that. And what I don't, I don't understand why guys, particularly single men in this space who are essentially looking to play with either a couple or a partnered person, think that that's going to fly. Now, it it does. We know it happens because I hear it all the fucking time. I told you I heard it from a woman who was disappointed because I wanted to use condoms. A single woman. Yes. Who was like, nope, I don't use condoms. Wow. Okay. That That's the first. That's absolutely a first. So we know it happens. I'm just, I'm always shocked by it though for some reason. Yeah, I'm absolutely always surprised. And I, I think the main reason for it is because even if you're not quote-unquote, having sex that often or playing around, you're still a single person existing in the world as a sexual person. You're still having sex. You think that you would want to take care of yourself and the people that you're engaging with. And the other thing is, when I told him, you know, I only use condoms, I was expecting the conversation to kind of end there and for us to realize that we weren't compatible and go our separate ways. And instead, he responded back with, well, I might be down to try them if it's really that important to you. Yeah, but you've already made it clear that you don't ordinarily use them. You've already made it clear to me that you're not a sound decision maker. That's really the issue. You right. don't make sound choices when it comes to sex. And therefore, I no longer trust your judgment. And I would have a really hard time taking my pants off to be with you as a result of that. Well, also, I, I mean, while it's a 
crazy concept. I would have more respect for him if he stood by his beliefs, like, I don't use condoms, I don't need them, I don't like them, whatever, instead of acquiescing simply for the purposes of having sex with you, going, okay, well, if I have to use it, I will, almost as if he was throwing it out there to test the water to begin with. Yeah, a little bit. That's my whole thing. It's like, and he didn't say, I don't like condoms. He said, I do not use condoms. Right. So to me, it's like, that was obviously part of your belief system. You're just going to change it so quickly because you want to get in my pants. Yes. I have to question then if other things that you're telling me you haven't been honest about or you've been telling me what you think I want to hear in order to, to be sexual with me. Well, listen, to be fair, and I we've been talking about this for weeks now between just you and I, the interactions I'm having with couples are not that far off the mark from this guy because I have interacted with couples who also do not use condoms. In fact, the one couple that I was going to be the quote-unquote bull for, they insisted that I not wear a condom. Really? Yeah, which is why it did not happen. Absolutely. And that was at the tail end of our interaction. I guess it was partially my fault. Shame on me. I didn't bring up a condom conversation initially because I foolishly just presumed that as a couple, that was a given. And then when it came time to, okay, potentially where would, if we met, where would we meet and what would play look like? And then I brought up that conversation. It was, oh, we almost matter of fact, like, oh, well, we don't use condoms. She doesn't want, she doesn't like condoms. Okay, cool. Then I guess we're done here. You know, that's pretty much how the whole thing ended. I was like, are you, I was like, seriously, like, you don't play with condoms? He's like, no, we never use condoms. Yeah, sorry, man. I can't can't be part of that. And that's really, I've never heard from him again. Well, I was talking with a couple and they asked to see my most recent test results. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can send those your way. Obviously, I use condoms as well. And here I am thinking, you're obviously asking for my test results because you yeah. take this really seriously and you want to make sure that all involved are being health mindful, right? Right. And he responds, it's the husband, he responds with, well, yeah, if you have your recent test results, then we're, we're good with no condoms. Yeah, I'm well, like, my question is, did he ask for mine? Not only that, but the reason that I have clean test results is because I use condoms very consistently. Yeah, it's a strange concept. I don't get it. So it's not relegated just to the single guys, certainly, or the single gals. It's couples, single gals. It's everybody. Yeah. We've seen it across the board. And what's unfortunate... I have seen it in the area we're in now more often than I have seen it anywhere else. I'm just throwing this out there. If we have some sort of a horrible outbreak at some party because people aren't using condoms and then it makes national headlines, that's really bad for all of us involved. The the swinger club leads to, you know, 47 cases of gonorrhea or something. That's something that we really don't want out there. So maybe we should think about that a little more too. Yeah, be very cautious. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you're, you're talking about strangers playing with strangers and the idea that they so openly announced that they don't use condoms, but then only to turn around and say, well, I will in this case kind of thing. Like, nah, I'll, I'll pass. Yeah. You know, and that, by the way, was not an option with this couple I'm referring to. They wanted none of it. Sure. That was part of their their kink, if you will, which is fine. Do your thing. I just can't be a part of that. Yeah, it is a personal decision and you can make whatever personal decision you want. You also have to realize, however, that if you're making that decision, you're going to have people that are not at all compatible with you because they don't have your same belief system. And that's where I fall into it. I'm not going to play with a single guy who typically doesn't use condoms, even if he's willing to use them with me because I question his judgment. Yeah, not awesome. So single guys, couples, single gals, 
Be prepared to use condoms, folks. Just you, use them. Wrap it up or be prepared to find others who don't wrap it up and be okay with that. I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, nothing bothers me more than people who try to convince you otherwise. Oh, that's God. a whole That's a whole nother topic. Uh, but yeah, just, just come on. Single dudes. Step it up. Be prepared. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Yeah. For sure. I have been corresponding with a couple of couples that I'm hopeful about. And we actually sat down with a couple and the husband and I have been very flirtatious with each other the last couple of days. Which is interesting because that's not how this started. At all. Yeah. At I mean, all. I'm, not, I'm not in any way, shape or form disappointed. They are, again, are awesome fucking people. The kind of people we would absolutely hang out with and interact with on a social level. And I, mean, I was so surprised when you, you told me that he was kind of flirtatious with you digitally. Well, I didn't think he was really even interested because he was just very friendly and very nice, but just not flirtatious with me at all. And he kind of had the balls to reach out and start flirting digitally. And I fucking loved that because I was in interested. I think he's a very cool guy. But yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see where that goes. And it definitely has my naughty juices flowing lately. Well, I, I always find it interesting because, again, as you mentioned, there was no real flirtation between the four of us, obviously, at the time we met because we were meeting for the first time. We're having a drink and just, just chatting because we were in the area. And I like the idea that it wasn't overtly kind of this sexual overtones during our meeting at all. And later on, he kind of reached out to you and corresponded with you in that that regard. So I like that because it wasn't just thrust upon us to, or you the first time we met. Right. You know, it was kind of a, a slow boil. No you know? creepy vibes. Yeah. No, 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 no. They're awesome, awesome people. And that's and it makes sense. It makes sense that folks like that, that's their their MO, that's their behavior, that's how they operate. And it just makes for a very comfortable situation because we genuinely like them. Yeah. You know, that's the whole that's the big difference. So I have some naughty things that I want to do in the near future, I think. That's basically what I'm getting at here. Yeah, that doesn't surprise anyone listening to this show. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah, we have a lot of naughty plans in store coming up in the next couple of weeks, it sounds like. Yeah, we do. We have some really fun stuff planned, including going to Caliente, which I think will be a blast. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good time. And you potentially are going to meet another couple, maybe two couples. Yeah, for sure one couple. Yeah. I've actually had the chance to correspond with some people who get it and know how to speak to a quote-unquote single lady even though I'm not a single lady I'm operating as such and they've been incredibly respectful and made me feel really comfortable and they're really fucking sexy so that'll be fun yeah that'll be I'm looking forward to all of that the next couple weeks are going to be uh pretty crazy naughty yes saucy (laughs) I have something saucy to share today I know And I'm so excited about it because this is a very, let's call it an unorthodox story. Well, it's unorthodox only because it's, once again, you going completely outside of your comfort zone. Unorthodox for me, I should say. It's something that a lot of couples in the lifestyle, a lot of people in the lifestyle experience and they love and they get off on. I never really thought that I would and I totally did. Spoiler alert. So we're going to talk about that very shortly. I'm going to share all of the details of the second half of Slutty Sunday. If you guys haven't listened to the first half, you should. Me and the naughty masseuse had quite the afternoon together, uh, but this is going to detail the evening and it's one of, with one of my favorite people as well. So we'll get to that very shortly. But first, we want to say a very big thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. Longtime listeners of our show know that Brian is a huge fan of Promescence Vitaflux product. 
which is a supplement that helps increase energy, erection strength, libido, all sorts of great things for men. But Promescin has now come out with Vitaflex for women. And I've been taking it for a few weeks now, and I am truly noticing a difference. I've never really been a supplement kind of gal, but this one is totally different. Vitaflex for women is meant to boost libido, increase natural lubrication, and even orgasm satisfaction. And for me, it's been great because as I'm working out with Brian, I am recovering so much quicker and just feeling fantastic. So I highly recommend you ladies check out Vitaflex for Women along with Promescent's full line of sexual wellness products. If you head to promescent.com, that's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com, check out their products today. And when you purchase, you can use our promo code, which is FPS15OFF, FPS15OFF for 15% off of your order. We're confident you're going to love their products as much as we do. We use them on a basically a daily basis. Just also throwing this out there, the buzz and gel for women, you are missing out if you haven't tried it. So again, promescent.com, check out their products today. I have been so excited to share the second half of Slutty Sunday with everyone, including you, Brian, because you know the overarching theme of the play session, but not the naughty details. No, all I know is that you were super slutty and against did something that you don't ordinarily do or wouldn't ordinarily have done. And I always liken it back to what we talk about all the time is a comfort with certain people. If you have a, not just a familiarity, but if you have a real connection with someone or with a couple then it's easier to do things that you maybe wouldn't ordinarily be comfortable doing. You just kind of, you know, get out of your own head and just enjoy the moment. And that's pretty much, I think, what happened this time around with you anyway. Yes, that coupled with the fact that, like I said, the first time we talked about Slutty Sunday a couple weeks ago, I woke up in this headspace of like, I just want to fuck. I want to fuck all day long. I want to be naughty. I just want mouths and hands on me and I need it all day. And I definitely lived up to that because this experience went well into the late hours Yes, and it was phenomenal. So I will also say that we have been talking a lot about individualism and kind of doing our own things. We've talked about how I, I don't want to say behave differently, but how I just respond differently to people when you aren't around. Yeah, it's energy. Yeah, you have a very dominating energy and that's very sexy and wonderful and all of these great things. It's one of the reasons that I'm drawn to you so much. But when you're not there, I do tend to kind of flourish in terms of my personality and allow it to just come out in whatever organic way it will. Yeah, and with the particular gentleman you were with, who is an amazing friend of ours now, and he and I get along so well, and we just kind of have this banter back and forth. He's super sarcastic and funny, and you know, so we would have just taken over the conversation. Yes. So you opted to let me go by myself, and this we were staying at Secret. So I didn't just opt to let you go by yourself. I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> and I wasn't did. going anywhere. You, did. you were ready for bed. You were in the sun all day. We had been drinking, not heavily, of course, but having a few cocktails, which for you means you know, bedtime. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't eaten anything all day. So yeah, you wanted to stay back and I was totally fine going on my own. So we were staying at Secrets. So all of this happened on the same property. I went from the hotel room and I went to the Tiki bar and I met 
Pierre, yes. who, if you guys don't remember, is the sexy Frenchman that I've talked about previously. I've had a couple of past experiences with him. He is just fucking awesome in so many ways. And he's very sexy, always well put together. I walk up to him at the Tiki Bar and he's got this nice blue button-up shirt on. His hair looks fantastic. He's clean-shaven. I sit down next to him and immediately I can smell him. He always smells so good. And so that always gets me going, too. It's like he obviously put in the effort to come and see me and and be, you know, looking so spiffy and sexy. Well, it doesn't hurt that he's got a very pronounced French accent. Oh, either, drives so. me crazy. Yes, like I've told you multiple times and I think we've said on the show, we could be talking about fucking library cards or, you know, cans of soup or something and I wouldn't care as long as he's talking in that amazing accent, I would be turned on by him. So, that does not hurt at all. No, and I like, you know, this particular evening was interesting because like you said, we talk all the time or have been talking a lot about, you know, kind of going our separate ways when we go to some of these events or go to a, a resort or whatever, because not because we we behave differently by any means, but that transference of energy a lot of times will get in our way. It'll stop us from having a good time because we feed off of one another and we are constantly together. We won't leave each other's side. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely find myself to be more social and outgoing when you're not there. So this was an example of that. We're sitting at the tiki bar. We're having this amazing conversation. It's not really necessarily flirtatious. It's just super friendly. But I mean, we had people next to us at the bar laughing with us, the bartender. I mean, we're just having a great time. He, of course, is a total gentleman. So he buys me a cocktail, just sitting there having a a great conversation. It does start to get a little bit chilly. So he asked if I want to go into the club area. And this was, I think it was a Sunday night. Yeah, duh, because it was slutty Sunday. So Sunday nights are typically slower it's latin night and it's not crazy in the club area which was nice we went in we got another cocktail we were sitting at a table together and just being silly at one point i did a little like booty dance on him and what i really love about pierre is i can 100 percent be myself i can be kind of a nerd a little bit awkward and silly and goofy and he loves it he smiles and just jokes around with me i don't feel the need to put on any airs with him i guess is what i'm saying Because he's become a fast friend of ours, it just feels very natural. So that's what was going on. It was a lot of banter back and forth and silliness and joking around and dancing. And then all of a sudden, everything just shifted. It's almost like I could feel the air in the room shift around us. I know you and I have talked about this before, where it's it goes from friendly to sexy at the drop of a hat. It's almost like unexplainable, that energy shift. It's just, it's in the moment. I mean, it's the person you're with. It's the, it's what's happening in that moment the environment it's it's all of those components particularly when you're really comfortable with somebody obviously yeah and i love that i love that it doesn't have to be a forced thing like people talk all the time about how do you transition from friendly time to sexier time i don't like the idea of like having to orchestrate a transition i like when it's natural and you just feel it and you act on it because you feel it and that's what happened in this moment it was so sexy because one second we're joking around with one another and the next I am back up on my chair putting my legs in between his and just making out with him I go in for the first kiss I am putting my hands all over his body over his legs I'm running my fingers up and down his thighs as we're just making out he starts running his fingers up my neck and into my hair and almost kind of grabbing onto my hair on both sides 
And then he starts playing with my ears while he's kissing me. It was one of the most sensual things ever. And keep in mind, there are probably 40 people around us at this point. I don't give a fuck. It is just, I'm lost in it. Well, it's it, there's nothing more homogenized than when you go from having a conversation to, okay, so how do we transition into sexy time? Like, you know, when you have that, that chat with someone that you don't really know or with a couple, it's like, hey guys, so what do we do now? It's like, man, nothing turns me off more than having to have that conversation from a, a you know from being in a scenario that's a lot less tense and then going to that because that conversation is never comfortable yeah. when it happens organically that's really when it works out the best but i i think that truly only happens at least for me when we know the person, when I have a you know kind of a rapport with the person, or yeah, a very strong connection, which yeah. has happened as well. But I have both with this person. I Pierre is both a friend. I have a great rapport, and I really like having sex with him. Yeah, that doesn't like, hurt a lot. So anyway, we're making out in the club, hands all over each other, and that lasted a long time—at least fifteen to twenty minutes of just hardcore making out. Which I also liked because I love that he really takes his time. He's not afraid to elongate that foreplay and just have it be this sensual build up but i think we both knew that we wanted to fuck <laughs> well also that's something that you would not ordinarily have done had i been there not because it would have bothered me in any way shape or form i just don't think you would have been as comfortable in that moment just kind of not so much ignoring me but just leaving me in the background and not paying attention to me type of thing because when we're in a situation like that or in an environment like that we're always right next to each other. Yep. You know, we're touching one another. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been different if I was there. I agree. Well, it also would have been different because I mentioned at one point, like, we can go back to the room. I'm sure Brian would be happy to give us a little bit of time. And he was like, no, he's tired. You know, let him rest. And I was like, well, but I really want to fuck. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe we should go to the playrooms. Okay. If you guys have listened to our podcast for any amount of time, you know how we have felt about playrooms in the past. We have toured many a playroom. Some of them are awesome. Some of them are not awesome. These particular playrooms we have toured when they were empty. During a newbie night, we went on a tour with a bunch of people and they're spotless and they're really, I mean, they're nicely done. But I still have this mental hang up in my mind about playing in playrooms. Yeah, me too. Part of it is because I like privacy. I am not an exhibitionist. I'm not somebody who wants to just fuck out in the open. And there is this big, huge, kind of bed. I mean, they're separated. Each bed is individual, but they're all kind of right up next to each other. And so in my head, I'm thinking, I don't want to have sex there because I don't want a bunch of people just staring at me while I'm trying to enjoy myself with this person. Right. I think the other part of it for me is it has always felt a little... Skeevy's not the right word. Just not uber sexy to me. No, because in my mind, and again, like you said, we've been in some very, very cool locations with very cool playrooms. And, you know, you instinctively know, okay, they're, they're taking care of the place. There's obviously a staff and they're clean. But for me, man, there's always in the back of my mind, like, well, am I in a spot that maybe somebody missed? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I, it just fucks me up. You're afraid you're going to sit in like a big load of cum or what? I don't know. I just find it a little... I don't know. It's not super hygienic. It, it creeps me out a little bit. I, I Kudos to you. I applaud you because when you told me you did that, I was like, how did you pull that off? Because we never, I could not, I can't do it. I, just throwing this out there for anyone who's listening for, in the future, I can't do it. 
Yeah. Not, not going to do it. Well, I clearly can. So let me talk about that experience. Yeah, good. that's good news. At least one of us can. <laughs> so I told him like, yeah, I've never played in the playrooms before. And he's like, I really think you're going to like it. Trust me. Come with me. If it had been pretty much anyone besides Pierre, I probably would have said no. But I was just feeling it that night. I wanted him. I did trust him to also like take care of me in that moment. And, right. As, you know, do, as do I. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I wasn't concerned at all being with him. So I said, yes, (laughs) we go to the desk, we get towels and then there's a locker room. You have to be completely nude to get into the playroom. Right. So there's this locker room area where you can lock your stuff up and then you wrap yourself in a towel and then you go into the playrooms. So (laughs) we're, I'm dressing down once again, not something I would normally do, just getting naked, not only in front of Pierre, but there's other people in the locker room. I didn't even think about it. I just whipped off my dress. I don't think I I had a bra on, but I didn't have panties on. So it was pretty easy to just completely get naked. But I didn't even think anything of it. Well, it's probably because we spent a couple of months at a nude resort and you walked a dog naked this morning. So that's really, I mean, it's not that big a stretch. (laughs) That's true, I guess. Yeah, I'm really coming into my own in that way. I will whip out these titties anywhere. So (laughs) I'm doing that in the locker room. We stick all of our stuff in the locker, lock it up put the towels around us, go into the playroom area. You have to grab sheets and then you choose where you want to put your sheets to play. So there are rooms on the outside that are more private. You can shut the door and then there's also kind of a window that you can shut the curtains to or leave the curtains open. And then there's the big kind of orgy type bed in the center. And I didn't want to play on the orgy bed because once again, I was like, I don't want people watching me fuck. It just feels weird. So... I tell him that we should go into one of the rooms and we do, we go in, we shut the door, but I didn't realize that there was a window there. Okay. So first we get into the room and he puts the sheet down and I immediately take off my towel. He takes off his towel and I immediately start sucking his cock. Now the window, I guess is to your back. So you don't see it. It's to my back. So the door and the window are to my back. There's the wall that I'm facing. He's laying on the bed towards the door in the window. Right. Okay. And I'm sucking his cock and I'm playing with his balls. Of course, I've said this before, he has an amazing cock. It's like the perfect length and girth and everything. And I love sucking it because he makes these amazing moans and, and when i with a french accent sometimes when i really get going on it i get the couple of french words that pop out and that's when i'm like fuck yes i'm doing something right here he's loving this so i go to town on his cock for quite a while and then we swap so he puts me on my back and my knees are kind of up and he's in between my legs and he's licking my clit yeah, but now you can see the window right Okay, but hold on. I'm not paying attention to that. I'm so in the moment that I am not thinking of anything other than that it feels so good that he's on my clit right now because he is sucking it perfectly. I have my eyes closed. It's a very kind of dark room anyway. You can't see a lot. So I'm just enjoying that. I'm enjoying the sensation of like not being able to fully see everything that's going on. And it feels so good. He's so good with his mouth. He's playing with my pussy lips and then goes back to my clit and sucks on that and and flicks it with his tongue and he made me come so hard like body shaking kind of hard i think part of it was because it felt so good but the other part of it was just this rush of excitement that i was not expecting in that environment because of where you were yeah because it just felt so new and kind of naughty and you can hear other people having sex around you and that was kind of hot to me I don't know. It Makes just, sense. It was well, a turn on. it's an environment that you have not yet found yourself in, not to that extent anyway. We've been in playrooms, obviously, where other people were playing, much bigger rooms. But 
not where in a situation where you or I were actually playing. Yeah. So as I'm finishing having this earth shattering orgasm, I kind of sit up on my elbows and I open my eyes and all of a sudden I see the window is open. The door is shut, but the window is open. Yeah, the curtain's open. The the curtain. So people are looking in. There's probably seven or eight faces staring in on us having sex. <laughs> That's having not unnerving. Sex. It's not unnerving at I was all. Like, so it did totally take me out of the moment and he had to kind of like talk me down from it he's like i can shut the curtain if you want it's not that big of a deal and i was like no i think we're just gonna have a completely new experience i'm gonna fight through the weirdness and see if there's any level of eroticism in this for me because i'm all about the new experiences i want to step out of my comfort zone much like you talked about earlier yeah i want to do things that maybe make me feel uncomfortable in the short term but in the long term i realize something new about myself so that was the whole point of this thing for me right. so i tell him to leave the curtain open he puts on a condom and gets on top of me and starts fucking me and once again i really did find myself just getting lost in it. I wasn't even thinking about people being at the window. I was just engrossed in this sexy fucking man with his weight on top of me and he pushes himself into me and I can tell I am gushing wet, which once again could have been from the orgasm or it could have been because I was really kind of starting to get into this whole thing. Yeah, of course. Well, of course, now you're not even thinking about the, you know, 14 eyeballs that are staring at you. (laughs) Right, I'm not. So he's pushing into me. I am wet. I can tell that like it's all up and down my leg. It's all over him. At one point, I went to kind of like grab him around the waist and I could feel my wetness on him. That's how just turned on I clearly was in that moment. And so he's fucking me and he is leaning down every once in a while to kiss me. And he starts kissing on my neck and kissing on my spot. I have this one little spot I know we've talked about in the podcast before. It's like right below my ear on my neck. And for whatever reason, it just sends shivers up my spine when somebody kisses or touches or rubs right there and so he's doing that while he's fucking me and I lost it I came I I fairly certain I came twice back to back within like five seconds of each other and my legs are shaking I'm moaning like crazy and he starts moaning and it's just so sexy and so that was amazing and once again I opened my eyes after the orgasm there are more people kind of staring well sure in. now you're, you're drawing a fucking crowd now <laughs> And he's like, I wanted to turn you over. So he, I get up on all fours. He gets behind me and grabs onto my hips, once again enters me, and just starts fucking me so hard. Up to this point, it had been fairly sensual, a little bit slower, softer. That's kind of who Pierre tends to be until you really get him into a, a certain spot. Right. And so... At this point, he has me from behind. He's grabbing onto my hips and just thrusting into me as hard as he possibly can. Now, you're facing the wall. I'm facing the wall. Do you think you could have done this if you were facing the window? Absolutely not. No, no. I don't think so. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would have been thinking way too many things in that moment. Yeah, I don't know how that would have worked for you. I can't even imagine how that would have been going down. But there was a couple of times I was thinking, like, are these people seeing my ass from behind? Are they seeing, like, his ball slap up against my for pussy sure from they behind? Are. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, well, you're not looking at that. Yeah, they're looking at you. Maybe I do have a tiny bit of an exhibitionist in me and I just didn't know it. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> because I was turned on by it. And he, so he's fucking me really, really hard. And pretty soon he starts putting all of the, I'm assuming, French expletives together. <laughs> All of the naughty French words, I have no idea what they are, but it's so fucking sexy. And when he really starts going fast, it's like his 
his words start picking up pace faster and faster, and that's how I know he's getting ready to come. So he's saying all of these words in French. He grips me one last time really hard and just thrusts into me, and I can tell he's coming, and his body starts to shake, and it was so nice. I loved it. So he comes really hard. I lay down on the bed. He puts his body weight on top of me, and we're just kind of like cuddling in that position. He kind of wrapped one hand around my arm and my shoulders and my throat almost and is just holding me in place and cuddling me and kissing my neck and it was really sweet and sexy all at the same time and did you I, at least get a standing ovation from the nine people standing outside the window no nobody clapped or anything oh, that's unfortunate <laughs> Did they, so at this point, are they gone or are they just still hanging out? I mean, people are kind of just milling around. It's not the same people standing there. Right. Like when he got off of me and he's kind of cleaning himself up a little bit and I stand up, I put my towel back on and I turn around. There's different faces in the window now. Right. Okay, right. so we take our sheet and I thought that we were done. And so we put our sheet away. You know, there's a place where you kind of get rid of your sheet so that people know like the room needs to be cleaned, whatever. Right. And... So then he says, we should take a tour of the rest of the playroom. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I don't want to play in this big area, but I'll, I'll go look around with you. Right. So we're kind of walking through. He's holding my hand and kind of guiding me through and explaining, you know, where he's played before and what he thinks is sexy. And we get to this spot on this big orgy bed, These all these beds pushed together. And there's only one other couple playing on them, right? right. And so... <laughs> Pierre and I are standing up against a wall kind of watching this couple. Now, I'm the one being the voyeur in this situation, and they're clearly loving it. This couple is eyeing us. They're smiling while we're looking at them. They're kind of starting to put on a show for us. Yeah, this is their thing, obviously. Which was fucking hot. The guy is just beaming ear to ear, and Pierre's like, we should go play next to them. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I didn't think I wanted to do that, but I kind of want to do it now. So he goes and gets another sheet and he puts it on the bed right next to this couple. Right. And it is kind of sexy because there's all of these like mesh curtain type things hanging around the beds where you can kind of close off some spaces. Right. People can look in, but they can't necessarily touch. We didn't put any of the curtains up, but it, it's a very kind of sensual atmosphere, almost like romantic in a way, which is weird because it's very. a playroom where people are fucking. But it does feel, I don't know, just very sexy. Okay, I'm with you. So <laughs> we are next to this couple and Pierre starts going down on me again and I'm looking over at me. I'm looking across at this couple and they are staring at me and smiling and Pierre's like, I think they want to play with you. And I could not bring myself to do it. Well, <laughs> I listen, I mean, you, you really stepped outside of your comfort zone already. <laughs> I, I That would have been a whole next level, I think. I, I thought about it. There were multiple times when I was like, I should just say something to them or I should ask if I can touch or something. But I just couldn't, I couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I just wasn't quite there yet. I wasn't at that experience. Yeah, maybe that's the second trip to the playroom. You never know. <laughs> So he's going down on me. It feels amazing. He puts on another condom. He gets on top of me and he starts fucking me again. And while he's fucking me, this other couple gets into the exact same position. So she's lying next to me. The husband gets on top, starts fucking her from on top. We are looking at each other's eyes. The wife and I, the woman, I guess I shouldn't assume it's his wife. The woman and I are staring at each other the entire time while we have these men on top of us fucking us. It was one of the most erotic moments of my entire 
life. You were briefly explaining it to me without giving me too many details. It sounded super hot, but at the same time, I'm thinking, man, how did she get out of her own space to do that? Like, <laughs> you, I can't imagine you not being so far into your own head that you would have just ran out of there. You know, I mean, it's just not, it's just not you. But it, it lends itself to why we did what we did. Where because of had I been there, I wouldn't have had to say anything. You would have felt or read my energy, and there's no way you would have done that. Never. There's not a chance. No. Because I'd have been out of there like a shot. There's no, there's not, not a chance that would have happened with me. You know? Well, I really liked it and I'm glad it happened. So anyway, this couple finishes and they get up and then it's basically just Pierre and I there together alone, right? And we're on an end. So this couple was two beds in. We're on the last bed on the end. And we find ourselves kind of just getting lost in each other. I mean, it's very sexy. He's being incredibly sensual with me. He's kind of like lightly choking me, but it still feels very sensual. He's grabbing onto my shoulders. He's telling me how beautiful I look. It's just this very intense moment between the two of us. And I get lost in it. I don't even think about the fact that there are people walking around or people having sex nearby, any of that. I'm just completely engulfed in him and what's going on. And it was this incredible moment. It felt I was so connected to him for for that moment. And then someone has to fucking ruin it. (laughs) What happened? Oh, you told me something about this. So this single guy is walking by the bed and he stops and he asks if he can sit down on the bed. And Pierre's like, no, thank you. Like, please stand back. And he's like, can I stand here and watch? And Pierre's like, yeah, that's fine. So we go back to having sex, but the moment was kind of lost. I mean, at that point, I'm just thinking about the fact that there's this single guy just staring at us and he goes to sit down again. Like he's going to sit down on the bed again. And Pierre has to go, you need to back up. And it was just, I lost at that point. I really did. It totally, it took a beautiful moment and fucked it up and I was so annoyed by it. It was this reminder of like, yes, you can have kind of sexy moments in that environment, but you're you're also going to run into shit like that. Well, um, you talk about the ultimate fucking single guy tip of the week. Back the fuck off when you're asked to. Yeah, there was tons of room that he could have stood back and watched without ruining our moment. And I would assume that would be a lot sexier for someone. I mean, once we say, no, you're not welcome to play with us, wouldn't you want to kind of back up and just watch it and feel the energy that would be how I would be. Yeah, I, I don't get that. That level or that lack of awareness for me is is really something I just can't wrap my head around. Like, if you're not invited to the party, you don't attend. Yeah. You know, you don't have an invitation, man. Back the fuck off. You so know? we basically finished after that. It was just kind of a lost moment. It was everything else was amazing. It did not ruin the entire experience for me, but it definitely put a halt to kind of the sexy energy between he and I. Yeah. So we got up, we put our towels back on, we took the sheet, we put the sheet where it belonged. We went back to the locker room and we're getting dressed and everything. And I was kind of just reflecting back on everything that happened. And I must have, I, I knew I was smiling, but I wasn't really saying much. And he finally goes, I'm assuming that was good for you. And I was like, yeah, it really was. I was not expecting to have so much fun in that environment, but I really fucking did. Yeah, listen, stepping outside of your comfort zone, doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily do under different circumstances that you would normally find yourself... You know, that's where you test the water, right? You don't really know necessarily that it's your thing until you do it. And it's like, oh, that is my thing. Now, of course, there's limitations, you know, like 40 people standing outside a window watching or (laughs) some random dude just plopping himself down on the bed. Like, that's the kind of shit that, that I think about in those moments, which keeps me from doing it. 
you know, just that randomness of it. But yeah, I mean, once you've done it and you've, you immersed yourself in it, you just kind of lost yourself in it. You told me it sounds like something you want to do again. I would absolutely do it again. And the other thing I would do if I did it again is I would really try to challenge myself to live in the moment in those spaces. Because like I said, here's this gorgeous couple next to us, clearly eyeing us and inviting us with their eyes to ask, obviously ask consent, but join them. And I just couldn't get over that hurdle. I wish I could go back and do it now because it's like I was right there. Yeah, well, it's the first time though. So at the second time, you're probably going to be a lot more open to those opportunities. But yeah, I, listen, I thought it was amazing when you told me you did it. I couldn't believe it that you told me that because you didn't tell me till the next morning because you came back very late. It was very late. Yeah. So Pierre walks me back to my room. We're kind of once again making out by the hotel room door and just coming down from this entire thing. I felt very connected to him in that moment. It was I, I felt like I had shared something special with him. The fact that I trusted him in that way and did something that was so kind of foreign to me with him, it meant a lot. And so, you know, I thanked him so much. I told him that I, I really enjoyed that experience. I enjoyed having it with him. And then I came back and you were dead asleep. Yeah, I woke up just enough to know that you were there and that you were okay. You jumped in the shower, came to bed, and then we talked about it the next morning and had amazing sex that morning. But yeah... That was so blown away when you told me. I was like, "Wow, that, how did you how did you get through that?" I know you were shocked when I told you. The look on yeah. your face, your jaw was on the floor almost. Yeah, because at one point I don't remember what time it was. It was late. I was thinking, man, they must be having a good time at the club. I'm not even. I, it never even occurred to me that you were in the playroom. I was forcing myself to stay awake because at any moment I was expecting you guys to come back and want to have some time in the room. Right. And then all of a sudden I wake up and you're there. I'm like, uh, what happened? It's like 1.30 in the morning or something. And it just, it didn't occur to me that the playroom was on the table. It never would have, I never would have thought of it. It had never been on the table before, but it's kind of on the table now. I would totally do that again. Once again, I would go with someone that I know and trust. I would not just go in by myself right. or with some stranger. Right. I, I just don't feel like that's, the best idea for me at this point, but I loved it. I 10 out of 10 experience minus the single guy. <laughs> so f always with the fucking single guy. I know. It's like, come on, bro. Every time you give these guys a little bit of credibility, a little bit of credence, it's like, God damn it. How did you manage to fuck that up? Just do better, bro. Just stand back and watch and enjoy yourself. Yeah, come I mean, on. Talk about fucking up an orgasm for somebody, <laughs> you know? Just. <laughs> Just think, just, you know, <laughs> read the room, man. Yeah, you know? well, since Pierre and I have talked about it and he's like, I want to take you back to the playrooms. And I'm like, I want to go back to the playrooms with you because now that I've really kind of gotten my mind around it and I'm not so closed off to it, I feel like there's other experiences to be had. Oh, for sure. I mean, now that you've gotten over that initial hurdle, right? It's like tearing the Band-Aid off. Yeah, that's very cool. I was super impressed by it. And it's, it was such a fucking hot scenario. I thought it was great. Yeah, so that is my first playroom experience with one of my favorite guys, and it was awesome, and it was the perfect culmination to Slutty Sunday, and I'm so glad that I did it. Yeah, me too. And once again, this entire thing took place at Secrets Hideaway, which we are going to be back at in October for Pod Bash. Yes, we are. Podbashevent.com. That's where you got to go for the info. Check it out. You do not want to miss it. Folks, it is just a fucking party. You want to see a seminar? Sorry, don't have them. Want to sit in a classroom? Nope, can't do that because we don't have a fucking classroom. We're throwing a fucking party. That is all we're doing. It is us, a group of other amazing podcasters, and a whole lot of fucking cool listeners and sexy folks. 
We're just going to throw a fucking party. We're going to have a good time. We're just going to enjoy each other's company. Absolutely. October 21st through the 24th. Again, podbashevent.com for all of the info on that. I also need to announce that I have a brand new bonus available exclusively for our Patreon members. I started a new bonus series called Promiscuous and Proud. It is going to be covering female-centric issues, topics, wins, sexy stuff, all sorts of things, but all geared towards the ladies. And I'm really excited to be sharing that. The first episode went live last week, but it's just a new thing that we're offering specifically to thank our Patreon members for supporting and sponsoring the show. It is in addition to a lot of other bonus content, our Telegram group, our sexy chat room group, naughty Snapchat, so many other things. So if you love the show and you would consider sponsoring it, head on over to patreon.com slash swingers to check out the different tiers and bonuses today yes not to mention my newest project which is very soon going to be coming to fruition yes just got a just got off of a conference call putting it all together it's going to be predominantly for the patrons to begin with it is going to be amazing i cannot fucking wait it is a passion of mine it's going to be available to all the patrons. It's going to be amazing. Yes, just another reason to join us. Also, if you are not subscribed to us on OnlyFans, you really should be. I put up a squirting video this week and it was so fun. That's in addition to tons of other pictures. A new one goes live every single day. So it's a great way to uh, keep up with the naughtiness going on in our lives. That's OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. Of course, we would love for you to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at F. P Swingers and Instagram at FPS Pod Media. And we just put up a new YouTube video that yes. you should absolutely go see and make sure you subscribe to our channel. The channel is just called From Porch Swingers. Easy to find us there. We also want to say a very big thank you to the folks over at the Going There podcast. They had us on for their season finale last week. And holy hell, what a fun show it is. It's very heartwarming. They talk about a lot of different topics. And we just definitely recommend that you check them out. I will put the link in the show notes. Or you can find the Going There podcast on any of your podcasting platforms. And what else do we have? I think that's it. A whole lot of sexiness coming up in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that. I'm just so looking forward to interacting with some of the folks we're going to see as of this week. Yes, me too. Stay tuned for all of the stories. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.